And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The game day, dude, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? So we're recording this on Tuesday night and first night of the NBA back. But I beyond basketball, it was an emotional night. There were families involved. Rings were on my TV. There were like so much emotions with that. And... <laughs> The Bachelorette finale was really good. So that's what I was talking about. Um, uh, because I definitely watched The Bachelorette was finale. Was it really? Yeah, it was. I, I ain't no way I'm watching no Lakers ring ceremony. I, I was definitely watching The Bachelorette finale uh, over the Lakers getting those dumb rings. So uh, great finale. Even though I wasn't a Team Zach guy, uh, my wife and I love Brendan. Uh, if y'all want to talk more Bachelor, Bachelorette world, uh, hit at me. DM me. We'll, we can talk more about it. The world has now been opened. <laughs> the world has been opened for you. Did you know that? That's where I was going with that? Oh, I did not. No, I, I thought you were thinking like, oh. Good, you didn't see my tweet. I tweeted something out similar to it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go with it and see if Nick see, uh, see my tweet or not. But I thought great. you were like thinking in the future about the Mavericks when they get their ring, you know, when they win and all that, but. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Jared Dudley's kids got, they did it for me. You know, I love Jared mm. Dudley. So my you dream, were on the screen. My dream, my dream job is to host this podcast with him. <laughs> uh, and yeah, his kids that, that got me, uh, LeBron's daughter, Zuri wearing Anthony, Anthony Davis's Jersey. That was pretty funny to me too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I but, didn't see any of it, but, uh, oh but well. it, I thought it was good. It was, it was just, they had uh frontline healthcare workers, Presenting oh, to the cool. assistant coaches. I thought that was really cool. And so just, yeah, good night. NBA has started finally. We're recording this during the end of the Lakers-Clippers game. So it's uh like tied right now, which they were down by 30. So, but mm. we've already seen Nets and all that. But on today's show, we're just, this is a grab bag episode. Bunch of random stuff. GM survey we haven't talked about yet. And then we're going to do a game, I think, in the third segment. I, I tweeted out from Lockdown NBA uh, make a bold prediction for the NBA season. And I put it out on Facebook, which you know is just dangerous territory for any type of take. Mm. And so there's all kinds of takes. And so we're going to give them a spice rating. We're going to spice up. We're going to spice up the timeline by uh, going and rating some of these takes one to five, five being the spiciest one being that's just a take. That's not even, that's not even spicy. So we're going to do that. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. All right, Isaac Harris, any thoughts on opening night? We sort of talked about it a little bit. The first thing that sticks out to me is, oh, man, those nets are really good. We we both had them number two. We did our predictions yesterday. If you want to hear all our predictions about the season, go listen to yesterday's show. If you're listening to this episode and hoping for us to talk a ton of Maverick stuff, and uh, 
we did a full Mavericks preview with Kirk with Kirk Henderson on Monday. So go check that episode out. That one's great. That was a little bit longer of an episode. Today we're going to do a bunch of the GM survey stuff about the Mavericks. So we'll get into that, but it's not necessarily a preview of the team. So if you're looking for that, go to Monday's show. So uh, any thoughts on, on the Nets or Lakers or Clippers or anything like that? For me, the Nets are really good. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I went back to, I don't know if y'all seen the clip the other day, which is totally not supposed to happen if you work for the team. Uh, The Rockets game the other day, preseason game, to where Christian Wood did this amazing play, and uh, one of the uh, broadcasters literally said, who needs James Harden? And I was like, whoa. Like <laughs> the Rockets are, uh, broadcasters? Yeah, the Rock, Rockets uh, broadcasters. Yeah, you know said. those are our favorite, right? Those, those and, are yes, Rocket, they're the amazing. The Rockets was our 100% our favorite. We love them. Never <laughs> turn them off, ever. Uh, but I started laughing. But honestly, I thought about that clip when I was watching the Nets uh, because, <laughs> um, man, they're just so deep. I mean, we both had them as our – we uh, predicted at, to be the two seed in the East – um, they're my early pick to win the East. <laughs> both, yeah, we both picked them to go to the finals. Yeah, so I, I just I love what that. I think they will struggle defensively at times. Just when you have guys out there like Kyrie, Joe Harris, uh, DeAndre, you know, newsflash, he's not very good at defense. And <laughs> you know, KD, he looks fine. I mean, he looks uh, he looks great, you know, coming off the injury and everything. So I will be intrigued by that. But just being able to bring Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, you know, said so they started Dinwiddie tonight. I thought Shamit looked good. We talked about, you know, in our projections yesterday, I said the top eight of like Utah. I love the top eight of Utah. But man, looking at like a top eight, possibly top nine of a team. I mean, they even have like Torian Prince, Jeff Green, yep. at the you know, uh, Bruce Brown, some guys I like at the end of that bench. They literally have a top eight, top nine that I really like. So they're a deep team, too. And you'd almost I would almost rather have depth in this era, era of the NBA, right? To have those three stars and then. If one of them goes down, all of a sudden your team is just, you know, done. Like, at least if, if Kyrie or KD goes down, they have some depth to bolster that. Like, Levert can step up and Dinwiddie can step up, hopefully. And, yeah, I, I think depth is almost more important with the, in this two-star era because there's not any teams with three stars, right? I mean, you could count the Warriors, but one of their stars is hurt. So, you know. Okay, I know this is a grab bag, but this I meant to ask you this yesterday, and I, I wanted to throw this out there right now. It's Mavericks related. I'm glad you brought it up. It just hit my brain. We have you know, we have the Lakers who won it last year, AD, LeBron. This whole thing with like Luca KP, we've been talking about for the past however long about the third piece, when they're gonna get the third piece, all of that. Here's my question. What does Dallas have to do this year? to convince the fan base and media and everyone that they don't need a third star. Like how, how much would they have to like, is it conference finals? Is it, they, they make it to the finals with this team. And it's like, all right, run it back. And you're like, let's go. They're right there. They're only a few games away. Is it the finals? Is it the conference finals? Is it winning? You know, because we debated last year of saying, man, they only, you know, we're a few injuries away. They could have beat the Clippers. Then who knows what? And they didn't have Josh Richardson and stuff. So we think they've improved. So yeah, does that question make sense? Yes, I think do what the Nuggets did, right? The Nuggets, they went to the conference finals last year. They beat the Clippers when they were down 3-1, right? Like they came back and end up winning. They go to the conference finals. They play the Lakers. 
And now they are in the situation where they could trade for James Harden. It's kind of like the Mavericks where they're going to be able to sign somebody this next upcoming offseason with their cap space. But the Nuggets right now are able to trade for James Harden if they probably wanted to, if they put together enough pieces, especially if they did like Murray and Porter Jr. But if they put all those pieces together, picks that they could trade and all that, they could get James Harden, get that third star. But it seems like they're not wanting to do that and get rid of all their depth. I think what it would take is the Mavericks have Porzingis would have to prove his health again. He would have to go through the whole the whole rest of the season without any setbacks or any more injuries. That I think that's a big thing. Somebody else would have to step in as he can fill in that. We we talked yesterday about what if Josh Richardson is good enough that the Mavericks, you know, there's not a difference between Oladipo and Josh Richardson. I don't think that's out of the question, right? Where even if Oladipo is playing at his best. I think Josh Richardson can at least touch that. He's maybe not going to do that every single night, be that kind of player every night, but he can at least get to that level. And if he does, then all of a sudden he emerges as that third star and and Mavs fans would be like, we got to the conference finals. Josh Richardson's looking like an all-star. Let's just re-sign him and run it back. Uh, There'd have to be one other player, I think, that would have to kind of step up and show a little bit of ceiling. Maybe it's Maxi takes a step forward. Maybe it's, you know, Josh Green looks really good right away or, you know, something. I think there would have to be one more guy like that, but... I think conference finals. I think if they get, you know, conference finals and above, right? If they get to the finals, yeah. the Miami Heat, they're kind of doing the same thing with the James Harden thing. They're like, well, we just got to the finals. Do we need James Harden? We could probably get him if we traded all this stuff. But that's what I think they'd have to do. Yeah, that, that's that's just been on my mind that I've been thinking about of, you know, a lot of these teams have their, their duos right now. There's not really any big threes across the league. You know, there's a few if you want to, like, debate that. But, you know... I'm not ingrained into Nuggets Twitter, but are they clamoring <laughs> for the third piece? You know, are, are is that fan base really pushing for that third piece, or do they believe that this team has enough after after a conference finals thing? It's like, okay, what if Dallas goes to the conference finals this year and face the Lakers, and it goes six games and we lose? Are we going to be like, dang, we were just a couple wins away <laughs> from the finals with this team? I think we're we're right there. We don't need the third piece. Or is it the other direction? Do we have to have the third piece to get over the hump? I just wonder what that limit is for fan fans and media to think, all right, they have enough. They don't need the third piece. Well, when you look at the timeline of the Nuggets too, right? Jokic is what? He's under he's twenty five he's twenty five or under twenty at least under twenty six. Yeah, twenty five, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Murray is younger, he's like twenty four. And then Porter Jr. is super young too. So you look at the timeline of that team, it's kind of very similar as the Mavericks. Mavericks are a little bit behind them as far as those guys playing together a couple of years. But yeah, it, they, I don't think Nuggets fans are clamoring for a third star. Some, I'm sure they're split somehow with the, the faction of them saying, you got to get James Harden if you can get him. But then a lot of them are like, well, I don't know if we're going to be able to keep James Harden. James Harden seems to like cities where he can you know, go out and have some fun and, and enjoy himself. And I'm not necessarily sure. He's not flying off to Denver or Boulder. or you know, He's, he's not flying to Colorado Boulder. Springs or, you know what I mean? Like 80995. He's not flying there. <laughs> Uh, he's not going to go to focus on the family, right? Like that's not where he's heading to <laughs> check out their headquarters. Uh, all right, coming up, let's get into this GM survey, a bunch of Maverick stuff in there. There's all kinds of good stuff. Luca received votes at three different positions for best, best player, which is wild. So let's hear from that. And then we're going to get to our spicy takes after that. But before we do Isaac Harris, there's only one place that has you covered for all the sports 
for all the betting that you want to do. The NBA has started. Mavericks play tonight if you're listening to this on a Wednesday. And betonline.ag has the place. Sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Right now, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Dallas Mavericks, win total for the season, 43 and a half wins. That's what the Mavericks are at right now. I think that that is a really interesting place that they're in. That's about that's that's 49 and a half in a normal season. So are the Mavericks a 50-win team in a normal yeah. season? I think so. I yeah. think Luka has gotten to that point. So bet that. Bet that over. Go to betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sideline. Come in and get on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN. Receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac. Coming up tomorrow, we'll, we will have post-game show. Yeah. Finally, a real post-game show that matters since the playoffs is our first one. So we will be back tomorrow with that. Excited to do that. Also, uh, I think I've done 10 bet online reads for Locked On NBA or Locked On Mavs. And I think I've said your online sportsbook extras like half of the time. I don't know why. There's It's my new, it's my new uh, Michael Kidd, Carter Williams. That's, that's my new <laughs> thing. GM survey. So every single year the GMs come together or they send a proxy or they send the ball boy or somebody to go vote in this. And the Mavericks showed up all over the place. So let's go over some of the places the Mavericks showed up. The Western Conference standings. Number one team, 86% Lakers. Uh, number two, you know, 61% of them had the Clippers. Uh, Denver Nuggets, they had they were up there. 50% think that they're going to be number three. And the Mavericks came in at number four in the West with the aggregate. They got a couple of fourth or second place votes, about four percent. I think that's probably one, right? That's one GM thinks that that they're the fourth best team. Eleven percent, so that's probably three, or yeah, it's probably three GMs that think that they're the third best team in the West, and then thirty-three percent. So one third of all the GMs in the league think that the Mavericks are the fourth best team in the Western Conference this year. Six percent, uh, I think, went with them for fifth. So that's pretty wild. That's pretty that's pretty wild yeah. that the Mavericks are, are up there that high. They're above Portland, Utah, Golden State, Phoenix, and then above them, obviously, Denver, the Clippers, and the Lakers. I think the biggest one that surprised me is that the GMs have them over Utah. Um, just because they're bringing back most of the guys. Uh, there's the continuity stuff. They were the, I mean, we've heard a thousand times, they were a shot away, a Conley shot away yeah. from going to uh, that next round in the playoffs and Mitchell's big explosion. So I, Getting I was, Boyan back? Yeah, getting yeah, getting Boyan back. So I was surprised that the that other GMs felt that way, but it's encouraging for sure. Absolutely, because we've been making our predictions and we're like, man, are we crazy? No, there's a I couple know. of real GMs that actually think this and not just I mean, on there are some crazy GMs, GM. but <laughs> some of them maybe aren't. Uh another interesting one for me was which team has the most promising young core? Pelicans number one, 41% of GMs think that they're the most promising. Grizzlies number two, 22%. The Hawks, 11%. They're number three, tied with the Celtics and the Nuggets. And then Mavericks, only one GM thinks that the Mavericks have the most promising young core. Um, what this, does what constitutes a young core, right? No, I, this you, is what I, I don't understand. That do you have to have three, two? Because when you go to the question, I'm actually I'm trying to find it right now. Who would you rather start? Like, if you could start your franchise with anyone right yeah. now, it's two players who tie. Yeah, here it is. If you're starting a franchise today and could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? It was a tie at the top, a runaway. 
of the top two guys at 43% each with Giannis and Luka. Anthony Davis was third on that at 7%. So it was very clear that it was Giannis and Luka, but you're not going to put Dallas higher on the young court whenever you would start your franchise with Luka, who's 21. So I guess, I mean, I know that, I know what everybody's thinking. It's like, oh, you got to have like multiple players on this, but I don't care who else is with Luka. He's the center of a young core. So, uh, but yeah, anyway. Maybe Porzingis is aged out of this. Maybe he doesn't I guess count so. anymore, I mean, but yeah, sure. They can take, you know, 20 games as I, I would take Luca and Josh Green over, you know, I get the Hawks, right? Like <laughs> I would take Hey, Kevin Herter's good. Over Kevin Herter, Trey Young, and John Collins who didn't get an extension. Right? Like I would definitely take Luca over them. Future Maverick John Collins, according to I would to take some. them over John ja Jaron Jackson. If you said you can start a team right now, you can have John ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Or you can have Luca and I don't know, Tyrell Terry. Yeah, I'm taking Luca, right? I'm, I mean, yes, I yeah, I would definitely. I mean, I would take Luca over any of these young guys, 100. Uh, percent I get it. I get the reason why they did they did that um, because, like, especially looking at the Pelicans, they're probably like, oh, Ingram, Zion, Lonzo. It's like, okay, cool. Will any of them ever reach the level that Luca's at now? Um, same guy. I'm super high on John Morant. I freaking love John Morant, but I don't know if he's like top five player. The thing about the Pelicans is it's volume, right? You just look across that yeah. whole roster and it's right. It's Zion. It's Ingram. Those guys are both all-star type level players right now. Then you look de- farther down the lineup. You have Lonzo still. You have Josh Hart still. You have Nikhil Alexander Walker. You have Kyra Lewis now on there. You have Jackson, Jackson Hayes. Hayes. It was a top 10 pick. You, have, you just have a ton of guys. JJ Redick. <laughs> He's sprightly still. He's still getting out there. He's still running around screens. <laughs> Who will win the 2020-21 Kia MVP? I love that it's branded even in the GM survey. Get that money. Number one, Giannis, 32%. Number two, Luca, 21%. Anthony Davis and LeBron tied at three at 18%. Then Kevin Durant and Jokic coming up next at five and six. Kevin at 7%. Jokic, 4%. Interesting. Yeah. The, the Giannis stuff, we were briefly talking about this earlier. The Giannis stuff isn't completely out of the question of him winning a third in a row. We know all the history. We know all that. I think there will be voter fatigue. But there is a there is a world and a scenario to where the Bucks have another historical season. Giannis improves his averages even more. And it's going to be really hard not to give it to somebody if they're, you know, what at eight wins better than number two in their conference. And they win, like you said, 60 out of 72 games yeah. and Giannis's averages are better than last year. Like that would be really, really hard not to give it to Giannis at that point. So I still see a road for Giannis for sure. Yeah. How strong is the narrative that they don't want to give him his third? Cause third, that's, that's a high level. That's like, yeah. that's like Jordan, LeBron, bird, magic, Kareem, Moses, like that's up there, right? Like there's not many guys. Yeah. I think there's only a couple more guys that have it than I just listed. But yeah, I don't. Uh, how hard is the narrative? And can he just win it in a vacuum, right? If he just could win it in a vacuum without that narrative, you know, then he might he might win it and become that guy. But that that'd be wild if he won wins three before he wins a title. I'm not sure that's yeah. ever happened either. I wonder how much the playoffs will play into that too. Yeah, like, just the stink sorry. from the playoffs the year before. Yeah. Thinking about that. Um, which player forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments? James Harden, number one, 32%. LeBron, number two, 29%. Curry, 11%. Giannis, 7 Luka, 7 Jokic, 7%. So he's right there as mm. causing you know opposing coaches to make the most adjustments. And that means that there's two GMs out there that picked him ahead of Harden 
LeBron, Curry, Giannis, Jokic, Davis, all Lillard, all them. Yeah. The hard ones at Wild just because no one else runs the type of system that <laughs> No one I else mean, can. The Warriors should this year. They should run that same thing because no other option on their team, even ball movement, is not going to be better than Curry just having the ball all the time. But they're not going to run that. Curry should shoot like 12 threes a game and average like 33 a game. He should shoot 15 or 20 threes a game. <laughs> Go for it. I, mean, uh, what I would much rather favorite? have that than Kelly Oubre like, or Wiggins trying to like dribble the ball and clank it off the rim. That's very true. Um, one of my favorite questions on the survey is which player would you want uh, taking the shot with a game on the line? Mm, that is your da- favorite. Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic, Chris Paul. Other receiving votes, Devin Booker, Jamal Murray. I was trying to find LeBron's name, but <laughs> my glasses are kind of fogged up. But they didn't have – nobody voted for LeBron in that. So Does Luka show up on this list if he doesn't hit that shot against the Clippers? No, he doesn't. Absolutely not, right? No, that one shot makes him on this list. It's wild. The NBA is wild how just like one moment, right? His, finger, yeah. his, his index finger is just a little bit too far to the left, and all of a sudden he's not clutch, right? <laughs> okay. 17% from the three-point line into clutch Luka Doncic last year. So. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> hopefully you guys have read Mike Prada's thing by now about the Mavs and the clutch. That was really good on his sub stack. A uh, bunch of other stuff. Let's just go through it quickly. Here's the thing that really stuck out to me. Best point guard, best shooting guard, best small forward. Luka received votes in all three categories for best. <laughs> That's weird. Which is wild. I hope that it was Don Nelson the whole time. Just like, check, check. Power <laughs> forward? Why is Luka not here? <laughs> Luca was third for best point guard. He was tied for second for best shooting guard. Which, I, how if if you're gonna think Luca is a guard, he's a point guard, right? It's not, yeah, not your shooting guard. Shooting guard, is small weird. forward. He received he received votes, so I think he probably just got one or two, and small forward. But yeah, that one that was wild. Best international player. He came in second to Giannis, which is just wild. Like best international player, sixty eight percent to Giannis, twenty nine percent to Luca, but. They're tied pretty much everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. That was Back to weird. the point guard thing. I I love Damian Lillard, but I still I don't understand people who voted for him over Luca last year for MVP. I I don't understand the world in which Lillard's better than Luca. But oh well. Yeah, it was twenty two percent to nineteen percent. There's so there's like a couple GMs that yeah. think that, but Okay. Um who's the best passer? LeBron number one, forty six percent. Jokic, 25%. He's number two. Luka, 14%. Tied with Chris Paul for number three. Best passer in the NBA. It's pretty awesome. Ooh. And then a bunch, a couple of other ones are coaches. coaches the coach one always is funny to me because it's like best head coach. Uh, Carlisle got a vote, at least one vote there. Best head coach, the best motivator of people. He got um, a vote there. I be- No, he didn't get a vote there. So he's not a good motivator of people, but he is a good head coach. But who makes the best in-game adjustments? Rick Carlisle, number two. Yeah. Yeah, yep. he got he was number two in that. And then uh, Jamal Mosley got a vote uh, for best assistant, best assistant coach in the NBA. Yeah, good stuff. So Mavs represented. Uh, I think the, I think Josh Richardson move got one for, you know, most underrated move from the offseason. So that oh, was I good. I that. I think that was in there. But there's the GM survey. We just went through it, and those are some of our thoughts. Coming up, let's get into, oh, man, I'm ready for this. Spicy takes from fans all across NBA circles, not just Mavs takes, all kinds of takes from the NBA. So we're going to grade them with our spice meter coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, I just saw you yawn. I know you got two kids. I know sometimes during the day you hit a wall. What, what, what time do your kids hit a wall? Like what time of day? 
that you're like, man, they need a nap or I need to just keep pushing through. I was going to say like actually hit a wall because my son runs into a wall all the time (laughs) (laughs) uh, for how just crazy he is. But no, (laughs) I mean, we try, yeah, hit that nap wall in the afternoon a little bit and then we can get some things done. And I don't know about you. I can't take a nap or else I just I can't sleep at night. And so what I need to what I need to keep getting through the day is Built Go. Built Go is the new product from Built Bar. That's just this little 1.5 ounce package that combines the protein of the great Built Bars we talk about every day with the energy gel. So you get that caffeine, you get the protein. Both of them combined makes Built Go delicious. It's a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling because it's natural and it's better for your body. Go to BuiltGo.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. BuiltGo, let's go. All right, Isaac Harris, let's find some spicy takes. Here's how we're going to do this. So I tweeted out, I make the graphics for Locked on NBA Twitter, by the way, so if they're terrible, let me know. Make a bold prediction for the NBA season. This was based on Lockdown NBA show the other day about um, predictions. All of us made predictions for our teams. So all 30 of our Lockdown NBA hosts and a couple more, couple extras made bold predictions. One of them was TJ Warren's going to be an all-star, which was wild. <laughs> there was one stretch in that podcast where three teams in a row thought that their player was going to win most improved player. Wow. Three in a row. It was um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. It was uh, Marvin Bagley, and there was a third one. Well, Bagley's bar is not very high, so I think it. Was, I think it was a Timberwolves player, but yeah, I thought that was wild that there was three in a row that thought that their <laughs> their player was going to get it. But I put out there make a bold prediction. So a bunch of fans all across Facebook, which is you know ripe with hot takes, and let's rank them. One is the least spicy, so it's just like a normal kind of strong take, but not really. It's just like a a, a thing that may happen, right? So, yeah. Five is this is the spiciest thing. So, for example, earlier today, somebody tweeted at Lockdown NBA Pods and said the Clippers will not make the playoffs. That's a five for me. That's that's five spicy, right? That's, that that's spicy, a five yeah. meter. So let's grade these and go through them and see what we get. See if any if any of these are interesting. First one off the bat on Facebook. Oh no, the Thunder will win the championship. <laughs> that's that's a non. That's not even a. T- that's not even a real I'm not take. I can't, that. I can't even take that one. Uh, Cole they did An- get Justin Jackson though. <laughs> Cole Anthony wins wins Rookie of the Year. That's a one. Yeah, I, I'll give it a two, a little bit, uh, just because. I mean, actually, I'll give it a three, just because. Uh, how many times does a guy that went fifty? I think he went fifteenth overall. Like Carter saying, Williams. Well, that you're saying you're entering you're entering the season saying that guy's gonna be Rookie of the Year. And almost every year, you're saying that's a spicy take. I mean, true. You never true. pick somebody at 15 going into the season. So I'll give I'll give him props on and say that that's a little spicy. True. And maybe I've just seen that take a couple of times, so I've, I've I've been desensitized to the spice. So maybe maybe it is a little bit more. The Hawks are the three seed in the East and will make the conference finals. Whoo! Conference that's finals. A, that means they're beating them. one of Nets, Bucks, Heat, right? Yeah. Or Celtics. They definitely have to beat one of those four. I, that's, that's super spicy. That's four or five to me. That's probably five. I need some milk with this one. Um, <laughs> I need to get the bread out. Yeah. That that one's super spicy. 
I I mean, y'all know how I feel about the Hawks. It's I mean, I commend the efforts on it. I just think they're going to be really bad defensively. And I think it was just more of, hey, what parts can we get instead of what parts fit? And yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah. But Trey is good. <laughs> the, the caveat at the end. Uh, Blazers will win the championship and Dame Lillard will win the MVP. Wow. Both of those things combined. The, Blaz- the Blazers won the championship once. A little bit more spicy than Dame winning the MVP. I could see Dame winning the MVP. We've talked about those odds on Bet Online. They're pretty good. The championship won to me. That's a four or five. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a four. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a four on that. I love the roster. I mean, we've talked about this a, a ton. If you take out, you know, um, for instance. This is a nightmare for you, but like, let's say one of the main guys for the Lakers get hurt. Sure. Let's say AD, LeBron, or something. And then it's like Lakers are all out. Well, who then it's up to that next group of teams, right? And like, we've been like, I, I could make the argument for a bunch of those teams too, there. Those next like five teams, Dallas being one of them. So, yeah, if we're one big injury away from the Lakers from Portland ha- having a decent shot, I think they would. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a four. Then it's wide open, right? If, if yeah, then the, it's wide open. Think the Lakers are number one, and then if somebody gets injured, you know, completely wide open after that. So it like a happen. healthy, like a healthy Portland. I mean, Portland made the Western Conference Finals what two years ago? Two years ago, three, yeah, three, two years ago. And you look at that Denver team last year. I mean, there's no reason why a healthy, you know, Portland team could have been what you know Denver was last yeah. year. Agreed. Uh, the Hornets will make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference semifinals. So they'll they'll make the playoffs and win a round. That's a five because that means they're beating one of the top teams. That that means they'd have to beat one of, you know, Bucks, Nets, Heat, Celtics yeah. if they finish. I in thought that you were order. gonna leave it at playoffs, and I'm like, okay, I can I could get on board with that a little bit, but beating one of those top teams, yeah, that's that's five. For that's me. a five, straight up. That's a spicy. Five. Nuggets best record in the league. I'll give that like a three. Because there's a world, like if I think about teams that I think could have the best record in the league, it's Milwaukee, it's the Lakers, and then I think the third team would be Denver for me. Because I think, here's the point, the COVID and all that stuff, they're deep enough to where they lose guys and all that, but they're young enough too, to where that's the thing where I, you know, with the grind of the schedule, even, I don't know, yeah, I just... I've kind of went. I know at the beginning of this off or at the end of this off season week, I was kind of down on Denver, saying they lost Jeremy Grant. I'm like, I think they could have took a step back. Over the past few weeks, I've talked myself back into them being a you know top team in the West because of Compazzo, right? It pro- yeah, him and R.J. Hampton and Bowl. I forgot about R.J. Hampton. I forgot he existed. Bowl, Bowl. Well, there's this, there's a world where they're like the seven seconds or less Suns, right? And they just go all offense, and all of a sudden they're yeah. just this crazy good team, right? If, if Murray is this 90% of the player he was in the bubble, right? He's just not going to shoot 50% from three, but at least he's close. And then Porter Jr. comes out, and he's looking like a 20-point-per-game scorer on any night. Then that could happen. Yeah. Here's one. The Rockets are going to the finals. No, oh, get out of here. That's like an eight. Bye. <laughs> an eight spice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that no. I love love you, Steven Silas, but <laughs> no. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that could have been straight from Steven Silas. Most improved, Michael Porter Jr. Oh, I give that a one. I know. I it, think he this is a prime happen. year for that for him. It could easily happen. Okay, what about MVP Kevin Durant? 
I think that's a one too. I think he needs to get some more love. I think the the bet online odds were like not very good for him to, to win MVP, but I think he should be up there, especially the way he looked opening night. Yeah, I'll give I'll give that like a two, possibly just just because will he play enough? Like I just don't know. I haven't read enough into what they plan to do with him as far as resting. Does he have a management plan? Will he set out some back to backs? All of that. Will what he was that year to- that Curry won that he barely played? Yeah, so I think he won like fifty or he played like fifty something games that year, maybe. Yeah, it's um, not a lot. But no, I, I mean I, I could see. It. I mean especially if they over. His big case to get it, because Giannis is going to put up massive numbers, his big case to get it will if they have a better record than than Milwaukee. And they have a deep enough team that I think they, they could push Milwaukee. They could, yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. Uh, Giannis last year, well, there's a shortened season, never mind. Um, yeah, LeBron in 2011-12, no, that was a shortened season too. There has not been a... no. The two times that Curry won, he played 79 and 80 games. Huh. I guess he was in the conversation that year. He played like 54 or something. I remember that conversation happening. Man, there has not been an MVP that hasn't played. This is something we should talk about with Luka more. There has not been an, an, an MVP that hasn't played like 72 games in a regular season. Hmm. Like Giannis last year, 63, shortened season. Giannis the year before that, 72. James Harden the year before that, 72. Westbrook, 81. Curry, 79 and 80. Durant, 81. LeBron James, 76. LeBron in the shortened lockout season, 62. Derrick Rose, 81. LeBron James, 76. LeBron James, 81. Kobe, 82. Dirk Nowitzki, 2007, 78. I mean, I just went back to Dirk's MVP and yeah. all those guys didn't, none of those guys missed 10 games. Well, it looks like everybody has to be playing every single game. All 72. If you're going to, if you're going to win the, maybe it's different this year because it, <laughs> yeah. it's different, but uh, yeah. All right. There you go. That's some spice. Thought that was kind of interesting, kind of fun going it's over fun. some of that. Uh, go find all that. Make your bold predictions. Go follow locked on NBA pods on Twitter Instagram and Facebook. We're, we just passed a thousand follows on Facebook. I'm proud of that because when I started, we had a th- hundred. So <laughs> proud of that <laughs> that we got there. So there you go. We'll be back tomorrow with a post game pod, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Oh, guess what day it is? Champ, 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 champ. What day is it, champ? Ha 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 ha.